having a conversation with my dad where he said, we're totally fine with you not playing baseball, but whatever you do, I want you to do it to the best of your abilities. Leading worship for my youth group at the time kind of became that avenue. And then more than ever, just learned that I loved it. Like I loved getting to lead my friends in worship. I loved getting to see how that helped our youth group to grow and how my friends were, were growing in their faith through the years. And this calling just started to form the more and more I talked to God. Welcome to Keystone Conversations, our podcast on the topics and issues important to the Keystone family. Our hope is to give insight, wisdom, and resources as you press on to know and follow Jesus. I'm Brent Minter, the lead pastor of Keystone, and I am super excited today to get to introduce to you a very special guest. Uh, If you've kind of listened to the podcast, you realize that we've done this a little bit, but in 2023, we have an opportunity to spend more time and resources on this. And so this is going to become a more permanent fixture um, in terms of episodes. And we've been dreaming about some of the episodes we can have. And one of those exciting things is making sure that the church at large knows our staff and gets to know them. And as we started off the year, um, what a great opportunity because I get to introduce to you uh, today the very uh, newest staff member at Keystone Church, which is our new worship ministry lead, Mr. Eric Hayes. Welcome today, man. Super yeah, excited to Yeah, Eric, I my hope for this today is just to spend a few minutes and um, get, like, in, a, in some ways, help our church get to know who you are, where you're coming from. Um, they're going to see you on the stage a lot. You're going to be leading a lot of worship ministry areas. And just to give a context and a background of you showed up in Iowa in January, which, by the way, not a great month to move in January, right? Yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, Eric, we're just going to jump in, and I would love to know, like, where are you and your family coming from? Where where are you showing up from? You're in the middle of Iowa, central Iowa. Where are you coming from? Yeah, uh, my wife's name is Kelsey, and we both grew up uh, born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia, um, but for the past eight years, we've lived in Macon, Georgia, uh, which is about an hour and a half south of Atlanta. Um, so, you know, 15 hours away now, moving to Iowa, but but we're really excited about yeah, it. Yeah, and you have never lived anywhere but Georgia, like no. college. I mean, you've always had a Georgia Yeah, Yeah, I went to college. Driver's license. Went to college in Georgia, lived in Georgia my entire life. We'd never even visited the Midwest before. Crazy. <laughs> Any Midwestern state, we've always been... Kind of in the yeah, in the south. and there's this problem that I have because I really like Atlanta. I love when I get to visit Atlanta, but I hate the Georgia Bulldogs because <laughs> they've embarrassed uh, the Sooners in uh, in the college football playoffs before, and so I inherently can't like yeah, them. And yeah. you're a big Georgia Bulldogs fan, back to back national champions. Uh, quit bragging. There's <laughs> we didn't ask for the record. We we're just talking about what we liked. So uh, there is that. So jump in a little bit more. Like, give me um, how long have you been married? Give, give us your wife's name. Uh, Give us a little bit more about how, uh, you know, your wife. Yeah, yeah. Kelsey and I have been married for five years, about five and a half years now. Um, but we, we've known each other for a long time. So Kelsey was um, an eighth grader, and I was a sixth grader when we met. So she saw all the all the awkward, um, <laughs> yes. all the high school years. Um, but, yeah, we've known each other for a long time. Grew up at the same home church back in the Atlanta area. Um, and so we were— we're friends all the way through high school, led worship together in high school, um, started dating in college, went um, to separate colleges. She was up in North Georgia, and I was in Middle Georgia. Um, so we kind of pulled off a distance relationship for a couple yeah. of years. But um, 
So this and, is important. Who liked each other first? I mean, you were six. I'm guessing that you fell for the older woman. Is that true? So supposedly we liked each other at the same time while we were leading worship together in high school. But uh, as a, a dumb high school boy, I didn't realize it. Yeah. So everyone apparently realized it except me. Um, and it took until college for me to to realize that I even had a shot. So, yeah. I love that, man. Uh, and that's really interesting because we might get to this a little bit later, but Kelsey's not only led worship with you, but she has a heart for ministry and has been in vocational ministry as well, which is uh, an incredible thing. So give us a little bit about uh, the family you grew up in. I mean, your, your God story. When did you come to know Jesus? What was the, your house like when you grew up? Yeah, we. Uh, I grew up in in very much a... A Christian household. My parents um, are amazing and and grew up teaching me and my brother to follow Jesus. And so um, some of my earliest memories in life were, were us at church. Um, but uh, we're still super close. We I'm, I'm very close with my family. Kelsey's very close with um, my parents, and I'm very close with her side of the family. Um, me and my little brother, who is way taller than me, are... Uh, <laughs> Are still best friends. Um, we What's talk all name? the time. His name is Braden, um, and so we're we're very close. Just as as a family, um, they've always pushed us to um, to follow Jesus. And so for me, that kind of growing up in a Christian home, uh, it, it really was probably middle school where um, it shifted from being me having my family's faith to kind of owning it for the first time. It was. Um, a middle school camp where where I realized that um, that even though I'm in church every week and even though um, you know like Jesus is is something that we talk about all the time at the dinner table, it, it was the first time where I really kind of had the realization of like, oh, I'm broken and I'm mm-hmm. sinful and I need a savior. And so um, I've either got to own this or or I've got to do whatever I want in life. And and so. Um, it really was kind of that sixth grade middle school camp where I realized, like, I need Jesus. Yeah. It's awesome, man. I love how God just meets us all in so many different places, like some yep. adults, some college and middle school. and But it all comes out, we need Jesus, right? We, we come to this realization. So you're here to do ministry, um, and your, your task and your assignment on our staff team is to give leadership to our, to our worship ministry area as a worship ministry lean lead. Uh, man, give us a story of how you got into grabbing a guitar, um, getting on the stage, leading people into worship. I mean, how did you get into that? And then the next question we're going to ask is, how did that go from something you participated in to where like, oh, this is my calling in life? So how did it happen? Yeah. I mean, did you play guitar in the basement? Like what, how did this go? <laughs> how did it happen? So as the story goes, I I grew up a huge Stephen Curtis Chapman fan. Oh, saddle so, up yeah. your horses. Yeah, diamond right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I grew up a huge Stephen Curtis Chapman fan, and because of going to see, because of going to see him in concert, I wanted a guitar. So I got one for Christmas. Um, I started to take guitar lessons, um, but it it was not as fun as I thought it was going to be. There. Guitar lessons. It hurt so your fingers, right? I hated it. Um, and decided that I would stick with baseball. Um, but enough of it stuck around. Um, so as the years went by and I got into middle school, um, the the middle school ministry at a time just 
they didn't really have a worship leader. Um, and so a friend of mine who was a really good guitar player said, hey, we could do this. And I was like, I don't know if, I don't know if we could, but I'll try. Yeah. Um, so we started to lead worship together in middle school. Um, all the recordings of that have been deleted forever because it's not good. Um, <laughs> Fair. But, um, but it was so important, and um, really I kind of fell in love with it during middle school. Um, grew up into high school. We'd kind of put a band together by then, and um, we're leading worship for our high school ministry. At the time, I was also playing baseball in high school um, very competitively. Um, that was eating most of my time, but an, an injury in, in high school baseball kind of took that away and allowed me to focus on leading worship, um, which looking back on it, I mean, like, if that's not God providing the story that, yeah. that played out, so thankful for it. Yeah, I want to stop you right there because this is actually a fundamental belief as we do ministry at Keystone is is I look back and almost every person that I can see that's in ministry, it's Genesis started when someone in ministry or invited them to do ministry before they were ready. Yeah. Like this tapped on the shoulder. You don't know the guitar, but I bet you can learn it, and I bet you would be good. And that's actually one of our values here as a staff is the most honored person is the one who develops others. And here's what's great is your youth person, whoever it was, said, here's a knucklehead sixth grader, <laughs> and what we're going to do is, is give them an opportunity to learn the guitar and lead worship. And that's something that we really value at Keystone, is that making places and giving people the keys to ministry, and I love that that's true in your life. It's just almost true yeah. in everyone's life who does ministry. Someone invited them to the table of ministry, probably before they were ready, <laughs> and said, man, go after it. I love that that happened. So how did yeah. it go from here's an idea, here's a guitar, and hopefully you can figure it out to, man, baseball, you got injured, that's not going to be your college anymore. How did it go to more of a calling? Yeah. Well, after the baseball injury and, and really getting the opportunity, um, like I remember having a conversation with my dad where he said, we're totally fine with you not playing baseball, but whatever whatever you do, I want you to do it to the best of your abilities. Um and so leading worship for my youth group at the time kind of became that avenue of like, mm. if we're going to do this, then I'm going to give it everything I've got. Um, and and then more than ever, just learned that I loved it. Like I yeah. loved um, getting to lead my friends in worship. I loved getting to see how that um, helped our youth group to grow and um, how my friends were were growing in their faith through the years and um, and kind of this this calling just started to form the more and more I talked to God about college decisions and all the stuff that high schoolers are thinking about. Um, worship leading was always part of it. It was mm -hmm. always like, I want to go to college, but I want to lead worship. And um, and that factored into the college decision I made, to be honest. Um, and so um, I realized pretty, pretty late in high school, um, but before I even got to college, like, I want to do this. Um, mm. And... And then as college went, I mean, it, it never changed. It was at, at the time I was working at um, the the church in Macon that I had I've been at for years, and um, and just every single Sunday realizing like, man, I love this, and I, I want to continue to do this. Um, and then having other like other leaders and mentors that I trusted kind of affirm that and and say like, hey, yeah. you, you are good at this. 
Um, you need to cultivate it and let it grow. And um, I had some great people along the way who um, helped me learn how to lead people and helped me, um, you know, just kind of learn what it means to to be a worship leader, what it means to be a leader in general. Um, so it was a, a slow growth over time, but um, but God's been evident in every single piece of the story. Yeah, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you were, you've been at the church you're at currently for eight years. Yeah, eight from years. From college, you went from like a college kind of part-time person to yep. running the whole thing, right? Yeah. Like there was a progression there through mm-hmm. those eight years. Yeah, I, I love faithfulness over time in a place. And so you knew it was a season, and some of us who have been in ministry have that, where it's like there's a season, you're like, got to know something's new, but I don't know what it is. And and uh, so you began to uh, have some of those conversations. We're hiring, and uh, we got introduced to each other, which is a really fun thing. And uh, I'm, let's just make it really clear here. Uh, when you're living in Georgia and a church in Iowa is like, hey, should we have a conversation? I want to know the truth right now. Did you have to look Iowa up on a map? We looked Iowa up to figure out where exactly it was. It's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I did the same thing when I met my wife. It, yeah. And it's not that you don't know where it's at, but you're like, I wouldn't bet a million dollars, but generally I have a good idea, right? It like, was like, I generally knew, oh, it's in the Midwest, but if you would have asked me what states does it touch, I would have been like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Some of them. Kansas, I love maybe? it because it just is a representative of a calling. Like, yeah. as a guy who came from the South, uh, the South, generally, we think ourselves is better than the rest of the world. Is yeah, that fair? That's fair. I mean, just like your Georgia Bulldogs, we know you're full of pride. I mean, yeah. we know God opposes <laughs> the proud. Right. Uh, but, uh, so, there is, like, in Atlanta area, you're in the buckle of the Bible Belt. Right. You're in the midst of ministry opportunities, You're and then... God's clearly doing some work in Iowa. So as we began to have some of those conversations, one of the initial things that made you kind of dive a little deeper on the opportunity in Iowa was college students. Um, That's one of the things that piqued your interest and that's such a a big piece of what we do. So give me, like, help us understand why that was uh, something you kind of, that checked you a little bit to go, oh, what's going on there? Yeah, yeah. When, uh, When Kelsey and I, kind of became willing to um, to look at what God might have for us out there. And um, we kind of had a list in our heads of like, here's some things that are important to us, that um, things that we have, have invested in at, at the church we were at back in Georgia. And, and one of our, like one of our passions was working with college students. Um, and at, at Northway back home, we had um, a, a pretty new college ministry that had just formed, and we were home away from home parents, is mm. what it was called. And so we, which had, is hilarious, because you're what 26. Yeah, we yeah, are not so much older. <laughs> yeah. And at the time that it started, I was like 24. Yeah, so, so you were not a parent. You yeah. were almost like a bro, right? <laughs> yeah, just a slightly older. Yeah, an older brother mentor. Yeah. Um, but Kelsey and I had, um, on a weekly basis. I mean, anywhere between like four to eleven college students who are just always over at our house, hanging out, watching TV, doing homework. Um, And, you know, we may have been having just surface-level conversations with them, or we may have been helping them walk through some of the craziest family stuff that we'd ever heard. Um, But we loved college students, loved college ministry. Um, And so when when we were looking through the profile for Keystone for the first time, um, just scrolling through, we came across the Salt Company, and it was just kind of an immediate like, oh, this is different. Um, mm. This is different from 
from what we've seen at most other places, just the um, the engagement with the next generation, the passion for college students. Um, like we kind of knew in our heads, like we could we could go there and and pick right back up with yeah. investing in college students and yeah. um, and watching them run with. Um, I mean, college students have so much passion for Jesus. It's amazing, yeah. and so much so much ability to go influence wherever it is that they end up. And so. We were just excited about the possibility of that. Yeah, we love that. And for us, it was ex- affirming for us because your job isn't salt company, right? right? But one of the things about your job is is the, the joy of thinking, how do we develop other worship leaders? And that certainly falls over and water right. falls into salt company. I, I want to tell this fun story because along the path, uh, we had a couple conversations and uh, it was like, hey, the next steps would be for you to kind of come up and, and see Iowa because it's a that feels like moving to Egypt in some senses, <laughs> yeah. right? So you got to come see it, come look at it. And um, and it's at that point that you are disobedient <laughs> to the Spirit of God. And that's not true, but it, it, I, I'm harassing you. But there was there was a conversation where, I, you know, um, I made the funny joke of like, you're breaking up with me because we're the ugly girl. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and you were like, you were leaning in and so respectful, but just like, man, I... There was another thing you were considering in Georgia, and yep. you guys were just kind of, uh, I mean, you walked away and said, man, we, we, we feel like God's leading somewhere else, and our staff team was super bummed, and uh, and so we that happens, though, right? Yeah. I mean, clearly, yeah. God calls people, and we want to honor that. In fact, when God calls somebody, we want to just cheer that on in their life, and um it was a few days later. I think that was like on a Thursday. I think Monday or Tuesday the next week. I don't even actually know the timeline. Yeah. But I had an interview uh, with another possible candidate for this job position. And I literally got done with that interview. And I was like, man, there's not a chance they could do the job. And I'm really bummed that Eric said no. And so I'm going to read uh, <laughs> the text that I sent to you. Um, I said... Uh, Direct quote, just interviewed someone else and feel compelled to circle back. You sure you don't want to move to Iowa? JK, kind of. (laughs) And it sinned. And I was like, that's bold. I don't know that I've ever done that. If someone has said, hey, you're the ugly girl. I don't, God's not moving in Iowa. We're not feeling compelled by the spirit of God to move. But I just felt like circling back. And within five minutes, it felt like. I don't know what, again, I could be making that up, but it just felt that way. Minutes later. Minutes later, you responded. And again, I'm just reading reading the text here. Man, to be totally honest, Kelsey and I still have been talking about it. We were thinking about reaching back out this week. And man, I, you know, I love that story because the reality is, is that all of us are just trying to follow Jesus with what we know and what's in front of us. And, uh, you know, you guys are trying to respond, God, what are you calling us to? And I, I'm just curious, through that process, what changed? Like, and I think it's actually crucial in this part because you you actually came to the point like, maybe it's not, maybe it is. And like, God really had to start working. And so you guys weren't disobedient. I'm harassing yeah, yeah, you, yeah. right? I'm just <laughs> laughing. Uh, but what changed, man? What what began to move for you guys to go, no, nah, it's not Iowa, to seeing this place and, and feeling, yes, this is where God's calling us? Yeah, we... I mean, we were, so we were trying to make a decision um, and and felt torn. And mm. we really had, I had enjoyed all the conversations that um, that I had had with, with all of you. And um, at the same time, we had a church in Georgia that we were also having conversation with um, that have 
friends on staff and mentors on staff that I really trust. And, um, and I mean, we were 50, 50. Mm. And so, um, and felt like we had been praying and just asking God, like, Hey, show us which one. Um, and it didn't feel clear. And so what we thought would happen is, well, if we've got to make a decision and it's 50, 50, then it makes sense to stay in Georgia near our family and near all of our friends. Um, and so I told Kelsey, I was like, this is going to be awful because I have to call Brent and tell him no, and I don't want to, but yeah, but I, I think that's what we have to do. Um, what we thought would happen is that we would have peace after we did that. We thought uh-huh. that we would, we would say no, and then a week would go by and we'd go, that was tough, but we made the right decision. Um, but what actually happened is we said no, and then for an entire week, Kelsey and I kind of separately of each other both felt like, I don't know if that was right. Like I'd, we just didn't feel peace about it the entire week long. Um, and and so riding home, I think from church the next week, kind of nervously, I was like, I don't know, like maybe, maybe we should have at least gone and visited. And immediately she was like, yeah, we should have. Like, wow. you, um, I, I don't know if we should have said no that quickly. Um, and so our idea was, We'll, we'll sit it, we'll wait for a couple of days. We'll see how we feel. Um, and if we still feel this way, then, then I'll call back and, and just see where they're at. Um, it was the next day that you texted me. Wow. And so I screenshotted it and sent it to Kelsey and said, like, I mean, I've got to be honest with him, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I've, I've either got to ghost him, which isn't a, a good response, or I've got to be <laughs> honest with where we're at. Um, so, I mean, it was minutes later that I texted you back, but. Um, I mean, I really feel like it was during that week that, that God did make it clear where he, he made it clear that, hey, I haven't closed the door yet. And so you wow. at least need to be open. Um, and then I think in the, it was about a month in between before we visited, it's where he started to um, just work on our heart a little bit on, on, in a way, making it a little bit easier for us to, to process the idea of moving 15 hours away of, um, of moving away from the closest group of friends we'd ever had. Yeah. And um, and by the time we visited, I mean, we were excited about the possibility of it. And yeah. So um, it was a cool process. Um, I love it, man. And I think it's just, again, just affirming, right? We we always want to obey what we know. Yeah. And, I mean, there's, you know, from a scriptural perspective, God's made so much clear. And then the other part is just like, Spirit, what are you doing in our lives? And I, I love just to even see that, like it was, it was almost an afterthought. I'd met with Aaron. I'm like, I'm gonna reach back out to him because I, I just feel like, what we've been looking for is him, and I'm just gonna, you know, I'm not gonna bully him into this, but I'm just gonna open that gate. So I, I just love how a small conversation. I hadn't prayed and fasted about the text I sent you. It was just like, yeah. it was just kind of like, man, I want to just reach out. So I just love how God works in that way. So, you know, Eric, as we interviewed, I don't know if you remember this, this uh, when we, when we were talking one time, and I just said at one point. You were giving some answers. You're 26. Yeah. Um, honestly, in ministry, you're pretty young. Um, right. And that does, that's not a, I hope that's not offensive. That's just yeah. reality in, in terms of where you're at in your life. And at a certain point in the interview process, I just stopped and I said, how do you know this at your age? Who mentored you? Um, that, because I was just impressed of some of the more complicated ways you had thought about ministry was beyond your age. And so... We're not going to talk about ministry, philosophy, how you plan a worship set. Yeah, that, yeah. Over time, we might do some of that on the podcast, but today is really about getting to know you. And so you're still like, 
I mean, you're less than, I mean, you're day two in the office. So you're right. like, you you don't even know how to check email yet. So it's <laughs> not like, well, I, we're going to get time of vision of, of, of service, et cetera. But I'm just curious, like, this is just you and your heart. It's not, what are two or three things? I mean, you could go four, but, or maybe it's just yeah. one. What's a couple of things, two or three things that you want to encourage the people of Keystone? They're going to walk in on corporate worship. Like, what's some encouragement? from you as they walk in and how they should approach the Lord in those corporate worship environments? Yeah. I mean, Sunday mornings are obviously one of my favorite parts of the week. Um, And it's such a cool time for a church to get to come together. We get, we get to worship together. um, And, and scripture is so, so clear about like we as the people of God are supposed to gather together and do this together as Mm. A family. I love that. That's a, a value that Keystone has is that we're a spiritual family, and so we get to worship together as a family. Um, and, and getting to getting to worship together through music is um, is such a unique thing. It's it's something that we get to do for eternity. And there's a lot of stuff. Even as a Christian, like we don't we don't even get to evangelize for eternity because mm-hmm. when we when we show up in heaven, everybody there knows the Lord, and so. Yeah. Um, we're really rehearsing every time that we come into the room. We're we're getting a, a little taste of what heaven's going to be like when we worship together. And so I think it's so important that we come into the room um, ready to meet with the Lord and ready to um, to give Him a, just a piece of the honor that He deserves. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's so easy to come in on a Sunday, um, I mean, and just go through the motions. You know, like it's easy to come in um, – Having had a long week, and maybe you know you're you're yelling at your kids in the car on the way because they've forgotten their shoe again, um, and it, it's so easy to come and, and just check a box and and sing the words that show up on a screen and then walk yeah. away and worry about what's for lunch. But um, like if if I could encourage Keystone Church to walk in and say like, hey, we're getting to rehearse something that we're going to get to do for eternity, and God enjoys this time with us. Mm. Like He wants this time with us. Mm. Um, and and that's so unique. I mean, God has every right to not want to hang out with us, you yeah. know. And He very easily could could have just said, like, "I got this started. Y'all are on your own now." Yeah. But we get to come into a room with a God who is engaged and participating with us as we worship, and He responds, and we respond, and yeah. Um, and what a unique thing to get to do that as a church family, and so. Um, I love it. Yeah, I would encourage you walk into the room, engage, press in, um, leave distractions behind as best yeah. you can, and, and um, just enjoy getting to worship together. You know, I have a there's a person I, I follow, and I heard him say this thing that he says Sunday morning, Sunday morning is a Saturday night decision. Yeah, and the idea is is there's a decision before Sunday morning about this is a priority for me and my family. But right. I think at a worship level, there's a level of it's not just showing up. It's intending to, mm-hmm. I'm going to show up and participate yeah. in this moment. I'm not going to sit back and watch it unfold. I'm going to participate because, you know, give him a small amount of the honor and glory that he deserves. Yeah. I love that idea. All right. A couple things just we're going to follow as we kind of move out of here. I'm just going to rapid fire some questions. Yeah. Uh, there's no real order or meaning behind any of these. Uh, what's one of your top uh, favorite worship bands or worship artists? Uh, probably my favorite of all time has always been Hillsong. Um, I I went to a Hillsong concert much younger in life, um, but 
loved them, loved Joel Houston, and just seeing the way that they they modeled worship leadership and just their heart and their passion yeah. for it was inspiring to me. So, uh, what on any given Saturday afternoon, what are you and Kelsey doing? Most Saturdays, uh, especially during college football season and during baseball season, to be honest, we've got food on a smoker. Hopefully we have a lot of friends in our living room and we've got some type of sport on the TV. We're just hanging out, eating food, watching sports. It's a great Saturday. So what is it going to take for you to uh, to not love the Georgia Bulldogs but to be a Sooners fan? Because we're not talking about the Cyclones or Hawkeyes, blah, 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 whatever. We're talking about the Sooners. What's what's it going to take? Yeah, I mean, it would take <laughs> it would take not a six and seven season, you know? <laughs> wow. <laughs> First of all, rude. Second of all, fair. (laughs) You got to take that. You got to take that. That's good. Um, uh, One more question. Um, What's what's one of your favorite bands, artists? Not not Christian, not worship. Like just musically, where do you where do you? Yeah, absolute favorite is Need to Breathe. Um, Every time they ever came to town, we went. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's probably what's on on my Spotify. If I'm not. Getting ready for a Sunday morning, I'm That's probably it. going through a Need to Breathe album. Love it, love it. Man, we're going to wrap up, but, you know, you guys are moving, and it, it's not lost on me. Uh, it Actually, next week is 10 years that I moved to Iowa. Wow. So I feel you in ways uh, that a lot of people can and knowing moving cultures, moving away from family. and In fact, moving to Iowa was moving to some family, moving away from other family for us. But um What's a way that Keystone Church family can be praying for you and you guys as you kind of make that transition? Yeah. Um, I mean, what we're coming from is is just the closest community we ever had. Um, mm-hmm. A friend group that, that truthfully we never thought we would move from. Um, but at the same time, Kelsey and I are huge extroverts, and so we're excited to meet people. And I would say one of the biggest areas where you can be praying for us is just that we— we find community quickly. We're, we're eager to make friends and meet people and have dinners and yeah. hang out. And, um, I, like, it's so important for us just as people, but also as Christians, it's so important for us to have community. And so it's one of the things we're looking forward to the most. And um, just I love that, that would go well. And Keystone, I will say this. This is true in ministry in general, especially the larger the church gets. It's like, oh, Eric's on the stage. I bet he has tons of friends. And often we forget to check in on folks. And so... I encourage you, get to know him. Like, reach out, uh, email him, tell him after church when he's led worship well. Encourage the brother, because he's making a transition and learning a new culture um, that he's eager to do, and we're eager for him to be here, but they're along the way. Let's make sure that we're praying for um, the Hayes as they move in, and also just encouraging him and getting to know him. So introduce yourself to him, welcome him. We're so glad he's here. I mean, like day two on the job, (laughs) right? For sure. Yeah, yeah, you're you're still figuring it all out, but you're here, so... uh, Man, we're so glad you're here. Um, Thanks again, Keystone, for uh, checking out Keystone Conversations podcast. We're glad you checked in with us today. Until next time, we'll see you soon.